Welcome to the Living in Freedom Everyday Podcast, the podcast all about how to find freedom from the baggage in life that tries to drag you down. This is season two, all about marriage. Marriage, that blessed arrangement, that dream within our dream. We'll discuss topics such as blended families, dealing with in-laws. I am marrying Kevin today and there's nothing you can do about it. You face it. You'll never be good. Fights and arguments, infidelity. Oh, no, you don't. Love and respect. You will respect my daughter. Divorce, money. One million dollars. Raising kids, dating, engagement, and yes, sex. So let's get into it, shall we? Introducing our host and my smoking hot wife of almost 30 years, Charity Miller. Hello, friends. My name is Charity Miller. This is Season 2, Episode 2. On today's episode, we are talking about communication or love and respect. I am joined today by my producer, husband, and co-host, Michael. Sit back, lean in, and let's walk out this life together. Um, Welcome to Love and Respect um, Communication Season 2, Episode 2. It's going to have multiple names. It's really just more about communication. Um, We have several stories where there's been miscommunications in our marriage. Uh, We can't obviously tell all of them. I don't even know if we could actually think of one off the top of our heads just by sitting here. But there are multiple stories that you hear online or talking to someone in the grocery store where, you know, they're my favorite thing now is there's this comedian speaker who talks about women goes to women's conferences and she gets up in front of everybody and she's talking to them and her her big stick is to say, hey, whose husband has texted them since they left the house and then she finds out why they've all texted but then on her Instagram and her Facebook and her TikTok, she puts up these comments that women send her um, about miscommunication with their husbands. And so one of the ones I literally was just watching was uh, a woman sent her husband to go to the store to get pads with wings. And he comes back with sticky notes and barbecue wings. <laughs> pads? With wings. With wings. And he comes back with sticky notes. And barbecue wings. Now, did he do it as a joke or was he really that That's stupid? That's what he really thought she wanted. Oh, good Lord. Pads with wings instead of, he thought pads and wings. And he brought her <laughs> riding pads and barbecue wings. That's hilarious. And there's, there, she does That's all of hilarious. them. There's, you know, I told my husband I needed my doll and he brings me back Tylenol thinking that that's what it was (laughs) like it's there's all kinds of men and women don't communicate the same that's yeah well we know this Uh, you know there's an after 28 years yeah well there's an old book isn't there a book called men are from mars women are from venus or something like that yes we're the planet of love and you guys are the planet of war have you guys ever have you ever read that book i have not it was before my time my mother read it i'm thinking i think at one time yeah. she read it but i don't i don't ever believe i've ever read it and it's not even it's not even like that book is not even like a christian book no but they're on to something they're on to something well there have been multiple christian books written since then about yeah. communication like well so a book that that was really kind of helpful in our relationship um and we've actually led a small group uh on this mm-hmm. we, we we attended a small group on it and then we led it 
is by, and I can never say his name right, but uh, it's it's by this guy. His name is Dr. Emerson. Is it Egerich? Egerich is what I say. Egerich. Eg- Egerich. Um, I've never heard it pronounced. So yeah, we will put uh, we will put his name and everything in show notes for this, along with links to him. Uh, Correct. But 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 he is a, a Christian. Um, Obviously, he's a he's a doc, not a physical doctor. I guess he's got his you know doctorate in either ministry, ministry or, or whatever, counseling English or whatever, or counseling or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, but he's a marriage minister, a marriage counselor, and he wrote a book backed up with a lot of clinical research mm-hmm. um, called Love and Respect, and that book is phenomenal. Um, I would recommend that book to any couple because what it does is it really kind of lays out. Um, how men and women are wired differently. It's like from a man's point of view. Well, yes, but he also did have, so, well, that's interesting that you say that because do you think, because we've gone through the book, do you think that it was like, do you, do you think it was too male heavy? Do you think? Well, no, but I do know that there are a lot of people who have done summaries of the book, like the one that I'm looking at right now. And this gentleman, um, Sam T Davis or whatever, I can't, he's, it's his, signature so it's not Egrich, it's somebody else but he says the very first thing under love and respect summary is that yes love um, is vital especially for the wife but what we have missed is the husband's need for respect well Egrich lays out that there's a need for respect but he does but this guy is essentially saying in that sentence that oh yeah love is there we know love is vital but we really need to more concentrate on respect and I don't agree with that I think you should concentrate on both um, I don't know. I, you know, cause I've, I've said this before and I, I, I think I stand by this statement like, well, well, I think we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. So, um, so let's, let's talk, I'll get into that in a second. So let's talk real quick about kind of how the early years, <laughs> I guess, or, or until we went through this and really kind of had a better grasp on it. Um, we can kind of talk about how we did communicate. Lots of yelling. It basically went like this. Hey, stop that. <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> um, and, you know, in full transparency and in full, um, you know, disclosure, uh, you know, charity is a, a yeller. Um Yes, I am, she, but you must tell the reason well, why I'm a yeller. It, I don't <laughs> yell because I yell. It's not like I, I'm so, loud all the time. Anybody that knows my wife and and is honest enough to tell her um, will will tell you that she is a loud individual by nature. She, I am loud, and she, I fully right. own it. Yeah, she speaks loud. She is loud. Now My clothing is not loud. Yes. Now, she says that... And, and and partially it is. Um, she had a lot of. This uh, is where we're going to talk about fights now because no, there's no, about no, no, to no. be one. No, no, I'm no, but this is good. But um, she says, and I and I know this to be the fact because I've been married Thank to her you. for twenty. That's a better way of saying it. For, for for I've been married to her for twenty eight years. She like like my children or two out of the three uh, children suffered from very severe um, ear issues as a child ear infections, repeated ear infections, ear surgeries, et cetera, to the point where she does have significant hearing loss in both ears, but but one of them is about 70%, 
correct? Um, 85% in my right ear, and I'm 42 in my left. Not enough to be declared clinically. No, I am clinically deaf in my right ear. Oh, well, why aren't we getting a check? <laughs> Because it's not that type of clinically oh, okay. deaf. Anyway. I can still function completely <laughs> with it. I do not require hearing aids because I have learned to read lips yeah. and I can hear out of my left ear. But because of that, she is naturally a loud person. I am. However, it's weird because I'm, I'm not the one that has to have the TV at 100%. I, you literally took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> I, I, I'm the one that cranks the TV up and like my headphones right now. The difference between my headphone volume and your headphone volume, like night and day. Night and day. But that's because this is how you've operated for t- over 30 years of your life. Yeah, right. You lived in headphones that's as true. a DJ yeah. and radio and all of that. And you probably do have some deafness on some ranges oh, of your hearing. Oh, I'm sure. Absolutely. Like my high, my high frequency register as and it goes as you age anyway but but this is not mine i can hear dog whistles and it hurts yeah but uh, but charity's naturally loud and loudness doesn't necessarily bother me because our daughter is is loud as well because my our daughter has um hearing issues nikki is not nikki was loud he used to be he's gotten his fixed but you know so they talk loud but that's not the issue that i i have had issues with uh, there's an old saying that goes, it's not how you say, it's, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Correct. And so I'm always in an argument, and I know this isn't, this episode isn't about fights and arguments, but in an argument, I am always saying to Charity, watch your tone, watch your tone, watch your tone. Because to me, the way that, the way that you say something can speak respect or it can speak disrespect. And I am always the one that says, in an argument, your tone doesn't matter. Your tone is what tells you the person's feelings. So while I am feeling very unloved and very disrespected and very unheard and unseen at the moment, my tone changes and it causes him to go, watch your tone, watch your tone. And in that case, when he starts saying that, he's now showing me that he doesn't love me. He's showing me that my way of communicating with him at that particular moment and trying to speak my heart to him isn't as important as how I'm saying it to him. Right. Well, and we've we've gotten we've gotten better. We, we are not there in just in full transparency. We still struggle with this. Um, and I think it's something that that a lot of couples struggle because. You know, here's the thing. And sometimes we have to go back to the beginning and go, yeah. oh, crap, what did we do? Absolutely. Because here's the thing. For me, and I again, I think most men, and I've actually done polls and done my own little independent, <laughs> independent He's done study, his Facebook polls, you know, where and I and I posed this question to men. I said, "Had you rather be like, as far as you know, if you had if you had to choose, you know, if you had you rather know that your wife respected you, or had you rather know that your wife loved you?" And but over, they're the same thing for men. No, they're not. I can, I can, as a man, I can tell you that absolutely not. Emphatic, emphatically not. No, that's not, you're not hearing what I said. Okay, keep going. No, I'm not going to no. explain that. I'll go back to that later. No, they're not the same thing. I'll go back to the way okay. I'm saying that later. You continue with your right. thought process. But, but what, I'm, what I am saying is that most men will answer that question that to them respect, they, 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 they had much rather known that they're respected 
then they're loved. And I can prove that to you. And this is an example that Emerson uses in his, in his message. When a man gets together with a group of other men, okay, let's say it's a party or let's say that they, they meet at work, right? Very rarely do they have a conversation where very quickly into the conversation, they ask the following phrase. So what do you do? And the reason that they ask, what do you do, is because to a male, to a man, a lot of their identity is wrapped up in, in, in their work. That's why a lot of men's love language is words of affirmation. Right. Work, to a male, correlates with respect. And like, identity. Right. Respect me for what I do, you know. Um, and so respect is the thing that really motivates men. So in, an, in times of an argument or communication, when we begin to feel disrespected, we automatically, I know me, we automatically just shut down. So you can scream as loud as you want to talk as loud. That's why a lot of times I will tell you, I don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying in the moment of an argument. It doesn't matter. But if you wouldn't you shut down and don't listen to what I'm saying, it's when I get loud, which is counter counterintuitive for you. <laughs> it's counter. But when okay, but when we're sitting, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your mind. And listen, when we're sitting, we're not arguing. I promise, we're talking. So when we're sitting there and we're watching TV together, uh-huh. and I say, "Hey X Y Z," and ask you a question. Let's for example, for example, yesterday evening. Okay. I was standing at the sink. Uh-huh. And I was preparing Izzy's food. Right. And you were sitting on the couch on your computer, correct? Yes. All right. And uh-huh. I said, Hey, what about this? We were talking about the move. Hey, what about this idea for the move? Mm-hmm. And you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I keep going on with my sentence thinking that you're affirming that you're listening to me. Yeah. Five minutes after I started talking, what did you say? What? <laughs> you said, excuse me, repeat that. <laughs> You're right. So You're in right. my brain, right. you didn't hear me because you were on your computer. That's correct. And in my heart, and that wasn't that respectful screams, to you. I don't care about the respect. I yeah. care about the love that screams unloved. Or I wasn't loved enough for you to listen yeah. to me. And you're right. Rather than you being on your computer. So then I get louder because in my heart, when, when I feel unloved, mm-hmm. I feel like, well, then maybe I need to talk louder. So you'll hear me. Yeah. If your TV is on a hundred percent and your computer is on a hundred percent and your phone is on a hundred percent and all three of them are going, where's my voice coming in at? That's true. No, you have a good point. So I get louder. Right. And so what we're describing and, and literally is a typical afternoon in our house and walking out right now. And again, this is something I mean, we told you in full transparency, you know, we don't come into this as being experts, even though we have led this class. We lead this class as much for us as we do for the couples. We're leading it. We get um, more out of it if we lead it. But but because he'll actually do the work. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but what we're describing, literally what we're describing is what they call in Emerson's book, he calls the crazy cycle because yep. it is a cycle and it goes like this. Um, it says without love, she reacts without respect. He reacts. And so that's the crazy cycle. So when, whenever, when she doesn't feel love, she reacts disrespectfully and without respect, he reacts in a way that's not loving. And it just goes on and on. And on. Or in other words, no husband feels affection toward a wife who appears to have contempt for who he is as a human being. Right. The key to creating fond feelings of love in a husband toward his wife is throwing 
is through showing him unconditional respects. Respect. I can't talk for some reason. Craziness happens when we ha- when we keep doing the same things over and over with the same ill effect. Yep. The way to fully love a husband is to respect him in ways that are meaningful to him. We easily see what is done to us before we see what we are doing to our mate. Love your wife. Always try to see what is in her deepest heart. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So two of the other cycles that Emerson talks about in his book. Uh, so the goal is obviously to get off of the crazy cycle, right? That's the goal. We still haven't figured that one out. Well, we're better than we used to be. So let's see cele- where we need to be. <laughs> yeah, but let's cele- let's celebrate the wins. Celebrate the wins, you know. No, our crazy cycle has gotten bigger and bigger. It's not, or I guess it would be smaller. <laughs> So I'm thinking if you're going around in a circle and it's small, you're hitting that same spot over and over and over again, more, more times. So if your circle gets bigger, you don't hit that spot as often. So that's why I'm saying the crazy cycle has gotten bigger where you're not hitting that spot as often. So the second phase of the, the love and respect is what they call what, what Emerson calls the energizing circle. And again, we'll put all these notes and even graph graphics and pictures and stuff on our website under the YouTube blog post. and all that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so the energizing cycle is his love motivates and her respect motivates. So when he feels or when she feels love, she'll motivate him. She'll respect him. And in, in, in return, his respect motivates her love. Yeah. Right? But what is love and respect? So for, for respect, the definitions are a feeling of deep admiration for someone or something elicited by their abilities, qualities, or achievements, or due regard for the feelings, wishes, rights, or traditions of others. Well, that's well, great for which a, one is that for you? Well, which one are you talking about? This I'm, I've got a point. Which one of you talk, which one of those would be what you're talking about? Uh, hang on. Let me read it to myself. See, he didn't listen no, to me. He I, was no, doing something no. else, but that's okay because he was producing. Um. Okay. So, so the definition again, the 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 Webster's definition again is, uh, first off, a, a feeling of deep admiration for someone or something elicited by their abilities, qualities, or achievements, or that I think that's more the respect that you get from your yeah. male companions or due regard for the feelings, wishes, rights, or traditions of others. I, I would say probably the second one. The second one yeah. is what you should feel in a marriage. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So to me, that's not what respect was before we went through this. Mm-hmm. To me, respect was feeling of deep admiration for someone or something elicited by their abilities, qualities, or achievements, which is what my father taught me being a Vietnam veteran, patriotic. I'm regarding this person in high esteem. They hold a very good place of honor in my brain, in my heart, all of yeah. that. And we talked about this when we, t- when we did this. Well, because in a, in a military or paramilitary type environment, um, I mean, that there, is respect. Well, there's well, right. And, and, and the way you show that is by the medals on your chest or the stars or the stripes mm-hmm. or whatever. On yeah. Your and as a, as a child of a, a Vietnam veteran or a, or a patriotic man, that is respect to me. Like you show respect, you stand up. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. You shake your hands. You're yes. And say thank you. And please. And like the very first words we learn in a military family from any country that we're going to, because you had to take like language classes for these countries when we moved countries. So any first words of a country that you learn is please. And thank you. 
yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, yes, sir, and no, sir. Those are the lang- That's what your military parents teach you first because that's a respect thing. And you're supposed to respect the people we're going into their country. Like when we lived in Germany, we had to respect Germans. It didn't matter if they cussed us out. We had to respect them. It was a it was like an unwritten rule across military military culture. You didn't disrespect people around you. Yeah, that makes so sense. So I when we when we started talking when you started talking about I need respect, I need respect, I need respect, that's the type of respect I gave you. Yeah. And okay. then you kept saying, You're not respecting me. And I'm like, Yes, I am. Like, so people who are raised as that being their respect, the qualities and achievements of people. Well, it's interesting. That's a different type of respect. So let me, let me, let me throw this into it because definition one is a feeling of deep admiration for someone or something elicited by their abilities, qualities, or achievements. So for the, for many, many, many years of our marriage, I don't even know that you could respect me on that level because, and this will come later in this this season and stuff like that. We talked some about it in our, for for many, many years, I wasn't doing anything to earn your admiration. I wasn't doing anything. uh, In fact, I was probably had horrible, horrible work ethic. So you couldn't even really admire me for my abilities or achievements. So what did you, when you were quote, giving respect based on that definition, what was your, what were you doing it based on? Because I certainly wasn't. So it stopped after a feeling of deep admiration for someone or something. Okay. So there was nothing. It wasn't elicited by anything. Mm. It was the fact that I said I do. It was your loyalty. And you kept yeah. saying, okay. I need respect. I need respect. I need respect. And I kept saying, I'm giving you respect. Yeah. I don't tell people what you do at home. I don't go out and share our secrets. I don't tell you I don't love you. I don't I don't do any of those things. I say yes, please and thank you and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So I never understood until we took this course what you meant by you needed respect cuz I thought I was giving it to you. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So on the flip side of that, um because again, to me, I mean, yes, do I want to be loved by you? Sure, but I'd rather be respected by you based on the definition, the second definition, which uh, regard for my feelings, my wishes, my rights, or traditions. Uh, and I think to a man as well, um, you know, there's there's usually only... I think that definition can be tweaked a little more to that, but yeah. go ahead. But for a man, at least to me, and I think most men I've spoken to, respect to us, especially from our spouse, means we want to know... We want to know a few things. We want to know that you're proud of us, regardless of if our love language is words of affirmation. A lot of men who want yeah. to be proud, though, or but, that's their love right. language. But we yeah. want we want to know that you're proud of us. We want to know, you know, just being honest, you know, from a from a physical standpoint, we want to know that you find us attractive, that you know that you still find us sexy, that sexually we still please you that you know we can still get it done <laughs> in the bedroom you can move on you know, from sex that's not the topic you know this, that, can, this is going to be an every time thing with you right you're going to get stuck on the sex part and that, not move on past that that we're hung like a horse regardless okay. if you Pull are you out of that ditch come on <laughs> well that's i'm just being, i'm just being honest this i mean we're just as you know this is just raw anyways that's, we want to hear all those things right uh, and that's the reason kind of going back to what i was saying earlier in a room full of men 
when they're talking about, you know. That's why locker room talk exists. They're talking about their job, though. Mm-hmm. They want the other man to be impressed. Like, ooh, that's awesome. You know, you're. So, yeah, we do want to feel like we're, you know, the big the big guy, the big man on campus. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of feeds into that. Uh, I can never say this word. Not not macho. That ma- macho. Macho. I cannot say that word but and you know will the, not try it. You know the one machivo, I'm talking about. Mysterio, no, Mashivo. I can't say it either. <laughs> okay, moving on. We are not the ones about. to talk about right. that. Yes. So, so, so that's the type of respect I think most men want from their, from their wife especially. They also usually seek it from uh, another male counterpart in their life. For a lot of guys, that's their dad, and a lot of guys, you know, either have a great relationship with their dad or a bad relationship with their dad, and so if they're not getting that from, you know, their wife. Um, which is where they should be getting it. They will seek that from other people or other things. Now to kind of bring it full circle before we talk about the love part, kind of going back to last episode where we talked about, um, you know, a little bit of our story and infidelity. And we'll touch more on this during that episode, but I've told charity all the time. Um, and this doesn't make it right. It's not excused. I'm not saying that. Oh, not, he, I know that, and, yeah. he, and other people should know. It that doesn't if excuse. I feel that way, it doesn't fine. excuse away the the multiple affairs that I had. But I will tell her, and I have told her um, that it really, at the end of the day, never had anything to do with sex. A lot of men have affairs because they're trying to fill a sexual void. You know, the wife is not doing this for you or filling that sexual fantasy or whatever. It never had anything to do with that. I mean, you know, every guy I think would tell you that they would love it if it was more often, but that wasn't the case for us. You know, I mean, at that time we were doing it like rabbits when we were together, you know? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't even that for me, it was the respect it was. And because I am so motivated by my, but by, by my love language, which is words of affirmation, those two are are, mm-hmm. are meshed <laughs> together. Um, I was seeking, which at the time you weren't giving. I was seeking. I was seeking that that person that would say, "Oh my gosh, you're amazing. You know, you're you're phenomenal. You're this. You're you know, you're handsome. You're whatever." And so that's what I was seeking that I wasn't getting from you. I stepped outside of our marriage and our vows to get that. And then sex, yes, was a was a byproduct of that, but that wasn't the leading motivator behind why I ever pursued anybody. Um, so, you know, again, you're supposed to get those from your wife, and, and that's, you're supposed to get the love from your you're from your husband. from your husband. Absolutely. But when you're doing that, I know you're giving that to other people. Thus, the crazy. That's the crazy cycle. <laughs> I'm trying to get him off the crazy cycle of yeah. his definition right now. So, um, so the definition of love is an intense feeling of deep affection. That's the noun, or a great interest and pleasure in something. The verb form is the feeling of deep affection for someone. Or to like or enjoy it very much. Like, I love popcorn. Um, The deep feeling of affection for someone. Like, I love my sisters and my friends. Um, But it's not the intense feeling of deep affection like I should have for my husband. Or the great interest and pleasure in him that I should take. I don't know. When it comes Um, to popcorn, there have been been times at Disney where if you could have made out with the box of popcorn, you probably would have. Hollywood Studios has the best popcorn in the world. I digress. Go ahead. I mean, you can't really beat Hollywood Studios popcorn in front of Fantasmic 
in the middle of the summer. Do we want to talk about the time you got kicked out from like slathering it all over your body? We didn't. That never happened. That was the wrong girlfriend. (laughs) Um, Speaking of marriage. um, Now, uh, (laughs) this is how we communicate now. Um, So, yeah. So when he was doing his thing and seeking his respect and and it wasn't that I wasn't giving him respect. I was not giving him the respect he desired, the type of respect. And so here I am going, but you're telling me you want respect. I'm respecting you and you're still doing what you've been doing. Um, so that became part of our crazy cycle as well. The whole you're going to look for respect somewhere else, even though I'm giving you respect and you're not showing me any love because you are stepping out and doing these other things. And it just became one of those crazy cycles we couldn't get off of. And I think the the year our daughter turned a year old was that the end of that crazy cycle of, you know, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, and uh, we just we started learning after that. We we started a church where we were being fed into and we weren't expected to be leaders all the time. We weren't expected to have everything together. We were expected to learn along with people that were in the same boat as us, or as our pastor back then would say, we took the mask off and showed our crazy and they were able to say, Hey, me too. Um, and we really honestly probably have some of our very best friends other than my very best friend, but we have our very best couple friends from small groups like that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, yeah, we, you know, the church we were in at the time really kind of showed us and allowed us to to get real, mm-hmm. you know, not only with each other, but but with others, you know, and let them speak into our lives and and um, yeah, and, and, and to learn how to how to deal with this with this crazy cycle um, and how to have someone to talk to, because while I love my husband, I can't tell him everything when we're in a crazy cycle. And that is it is asinine for anyone, a married couple to think that they can talk to each other inside of a crazy cycle mm-hmm. and words be heard the right way. Yep. So you got to have someone who has been through the crazy cycle one or two times and is trying to get out of it as well to be able to talk to. Now that's not saying you should go and tell every Tom, Dick and Harry that your wife is a crazy person. That's not what that's talking yep. about. That means find somebody for accountability's sake. Yeah, and let me let me speak to that. And again, I feel like a lot of the stuff we're saying now we're going to repeat when we when we actually have our our episode on infidelity. But let me say that, which as I well. want him to stop talking about. <laughs> well, but it's but it's such a part of our story that it, it, it almost kind of you can't. But because you know, here's the thing: um, what you just said is very important because when a man is going through those times when he's not feeling respected, as I said, he's going to seek that from somebody. He it's like, like he needs to tell somebody that, mm-hmm. well, he needs to tell another man that that's what I was about to say. And same thing with a female when right. she's in that and she's not getting loved because if you're not careful, like, like that's I, how infidelity absolutely works. Right. Don't go find, you know, the, the Tom does not need to go find Jill at the water cooler and exactly, tell her. Right. Because you know what? Jill probably Jill's going to be like, Ooh, but Tom, you're so great. Exactly. Cause Jill's probably got a jerk husband. That's not given her love. And mm-hmm. now you have, or she's single right now you have two wounded people and they're mm-hmm. like, Hey, you know, we should talk about this over lunch or, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how, and then that's how, things then tom goes back home and tells madge that 
he doesn't want anything to do with Madge anymore because yeah. she's an old bitty and he's tired of her and he doesn't res- she doesn't respect him. So he's gonna go marry mm-hmm. Jill. Well, now Tom and Jill are together. Yeah. And how did Jill get the husband? Through infidelity. How's Jill gonna lose the husband? Through infidelity. Right. And and what what what? And he- poor Madge is sitting there in the home rocking and crocheting and yeah. talking to the cats. And, and and what will begin to happen <laughs> is you'll begin to compare your spouse to the person to Jill, yeah. right? And well, you're making this all about the guy. Women do it too. Women do I it as well. never did. Oh, I know. I know you didn't, but you were probably the exception. There's, I mean, I had opportunities. You're, yeah, I know. I'm sure you did. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, women women do it as well because. But it it is more of a infidelity is more of a man problem. It is and, absolutely and only yeah. because in this day and time, still women will allow men. Will allow their husbands to go out and have boys' nights. The reason women do that is because we want you out of our hair. We already have the kid pulling on us for 24 hours, and their dinner's been made, and the laundry's been done, and you're frazzled, and you just want five minutes to watch a Hallmark movie. Because men don't like Hallmark movies, if you don't know that. But anyways. I'm trying. You know, I, no, I you actually, no, no, you're not. If you're, if you're trying, we're watching one tonight. No, I was going to say, actually, <laughs> actually, I've been telling myself, like, you know, because I'm supposed to learn what you love, learn to love what you love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I need, I need to. Can suffer. I watch a Hallmark Christmas movie? It's not Christmas time. Oh, <gasps> shut your face! It's November. Everybody knows it's Christmas time. There are people that have had their tree up since October fifteenth. As we sit here in our studio with a Christmas candle, with a Christmas, it smells amazing. By it the does, way, it does. Anyways, go it's ahead. Ken's from Publix. It's really good. Um, so it's because we are more willing to allow men to go out and have guys and I and that kind of thing and stay home with the kids or at least in our day and age when our kids were younger nowadays women are more like hey I'm going on a girl's trip see you later bye and but they truly are going on a girl's trip women like to be around other women because it's a sense of camaraderie the same as men like to be around other men why do men have pickup basketball games so they can throw the ball at each other's faces and tell them how horrible their wives are that's fine if that's what you need to do that's what you need to do well, but no, the more you, you speak it, but the more you speak it, yeah. mm-hmm. the more it comes true. That's true. Uh, I forget. It might've been Jimmy Evans uh, said something like time. One time he said, if you don't look, if you don't like what your spouse looks like or acts like, look in the mirror. Because mm. there's Preach, a, Jimmy. Yeah. Cause there's probably a good, good chance that you have helped create that monster. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So he did not help create my tone and volume though. He's well, he, he eggs it on because the more he, I am definitely my father's child. And the more that he says tone, tone, the more I go, I don't care. I don't care because I'm my father's child. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting you say that because again, you know, this, this podcast is as much cathartic for, for us as, as, as hopefully it is, hopefully it is for you. So, you know, we would love, you know, we, we ask for this all the time till we get blue in the face. You know, we ask for, for interaction. I mean, we mm-hmm. don't just do this to, to just hear ourselves talk for however long we talk. We want you guys to interact. So uh, you brought up a great thing. So, you know, in that, um, in those times, you know, should I... I'm probably going to get, you, you guys can put it come in. Come on, the, women. Come on, women. You guys can put it in the comments of wherever you see this or listen to this ad or or on Facebook or wherever you wherever Just don't you private interact. message us because yeah. then I can't actually use it against him. So, so if should, you're going to take my side, put it in the well, Facebook it's not a, chat. It's not about sides. Like, like, okay, so should I, 
in those times where your tone is out of line, should I address that in the moment? Should no. <laughs> of course you're going to say no. <laughs> no, you never address it in the moment any more than I would address you doing something like you do. And I'm, I'm I, okay. My husband can get his temper riled and can get a little hot headed sometimes. Very rarely. And he will do something completely off the wall and stupid. And then it shuts the whole fight down because either I get scared and I run away and hide in a closet. Yeah. Not like physically scared, but like I'm tired of the fight pretty much. And I run away and get in the closet. Mm -hmm. He doesn't let me back off. I am very much. If you will leave me alone in 30 minutes, my attitude will change and we will probably be making out on the couch. He would get a lot more makeout sessions if he would leave me alone. Um, (laughs) now it was my turn to talk about sex or he comes at me and comes at me and comes at me and comes at me. And I'm like, stop, I need, I need to pray. I need to get away. I need to get away. And a lot of these marriage ministry people will tell you what, Michael, to give you space and to what, what should you do when you start fighting? How is it? What is the one thing you can't fight through? Oh, prayer. Mm-hmm. Actually, some some of the marriage counselors say that you should just immediately get naked. So the next time we're in that's an argument, the naked marriage. That's not I'm a just. S- I'm just going to strip down. David Ashley would say that. It's really me. hard to argue when things are swinging around. It's just hard. <laughs> it's just just imagine. That's the truth. <laughs> just a, what know. are you swinging? My arms. I <laughs> I'm just saying. It's you know. Can you imagine the next time we're in a heated argument? I'm just going to sit there and be like, naked. Look, <laughs> <laughs> "What was the poll you were going to ask everybody?" <laughs> and you'll either be impressed or you'll be, Im- or you'll be impressed. I'll be laughing. Um, no. So, well, that was ba- basically like so. So, in those moments when. Your tone is out of control. What should be my reaction to that? Should I, should I keep saying tone, tone, tone until you fix it? Or is that, <laughs> has that worked for you in 29 years? No, you know, I should, I should probably, but, and, and I'm not, please, 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 please. If you're listening to this and you as well, sitting across the table for me, I'm not, when I say this, I'm not attacking you. However, I don't deserve to be taught to that that way. So how do we correct that? Well, I told you a couple of days ago. Why do I feel like I sound so far away? I told you a couple of days ago that um, I read something where it says that when you are fighting and you're sitting next to each other, one minute you can literally be making out and hugging and kissing and loving on each other and something happens and your volumes raise and you're screaming at each other, but you're sitting right next to each other. And it's not because you can't hear each other. We know we can hear each other. We literally were just cuddling and talking and whispering to each other. But now that you're yelling at each other, it's not because you can't hear each other. It's because your hearts have gone into separate places. And they're so far from each other, they can't hear each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a very, 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 very well said way of putting the way that my heart feels when you start going tone, 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 because it just amps me up even more Mm -hmm. because I feel unloved, unseen, unheard, and my heart is hurting because it's in North Africa somewhere and you're sitting here in Florida. Yeah. Another thing that I am bad about, again, we're just being transparent, that I need to, I, I do need to fix this. 
Um, this is a deep-seated thing, I think, within me. And that is... When, I get scared when he starts talking like this. No, no, no. This is cathartic. I'm telling okay. you. So this is like... I thought we were talking about communication, not fighting. Well, well, but but fighting is... That's the next episode. Right. But fighting is all about communication. So again... Okay. So it, we're leading into the next episode yeah, by talking sure. about this. Yeah. Okay. This is called a tease. It's this like, is why I have it in the next order. <laughs> but go ahead. Um, but... One thing that we do when we're when when we are communicating <laughs> or lack thereof when we're communicating loudly <laughs> is that I will be well this tie does tie into respect when I feel disrespected or hurt or whatever um I I am big on and I try to do this I'm not great at it but but if if I hurt you if I do something that I know hurts you deeply I try to apologize rather quickly doesn't mean that i always <clears throat> succeed <clears throat> at that <clears throat> but 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 <laughs> but what i do that isn't that is not true well i try to no that is not true i try to no that is not true well i i you know what it's in, it, it, you're right it's probably not as true as it needs to be with you but with other people with I other people but right. not with me with me you are okay i'm pulling well, back on. the curtain hang on I'm, oh, I'm, he, I was go ahead to, go ahead so go one ahead. thing that i do that i should not do and and is it is not a good communication style. So please, am I going to get new revelation? Don't do as we do. <laughs> um, and that is, I will automate. I will most most of the time. I will demand or ask for an apology. Yes, he does. Yeah, like 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 immediately because because yeah. it could be something. No 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 no. They have to know this. Yeah. It could be something as stupid. Uh -huh. And and ridiculous as he is literally telling me that everything in the world I've done that day is wrong. Yeah. And I can say your shoes are in the wrong place and I am attacking him. And so then he demands an apology because I have attacked him, but he doesn't see that he has just spent the last 60 minutes attacking me for every single breath I've taken for yeah. the last 24 hours. Because my kind of thing, my thing. And again, please comment and tell me, <laughs> I have a feeling how I know that these are going to go because according to our analytics, we skew very heavy female demographic. And I know the females that are going to be listening. <laughs> exactly, so right. you asked for it. And I know the one that I had lunch with today will be listening. Uh -huh. So. Okay. But, but <laughs> I am big. I'm big on, and again, probably not as much as I need to be in our marriage, but I'm big on like, like if I hurt somebody, because the one thing. Yes. I, like when you're well, like on. your friends and stuff, as, you are very big on that. As, on saying you're sorry right as christians and part of part of growing in christ and becoming mm -hmm. a mature christian is you have a holy spirit mm -hmm. and you should get to the point in your walk where conviction happens very quickly mm -hmm. and so like to me like it doesn't take long if i screw up whether it's some whether it's in in a lot of if i screw except up except in our marriage and i know that i've sinned and i know i've done wrong the holy spirit's pretty quick to bring conviction that mm -hmm. i know i need to make that right Remember the part earlier in this conversation where I said I am my father's daughter? Yeah. Okay. Holy Spirit is great, and it does convict me, mm -hmm. but I will not apologize to you if you are literally standing over me begging me or telling me I have to apologize right now. That is the worst thing. You're telling me I have to do something. I know. You as a human I know. who is not my Holy Spirit, yep. who is not my Jesus, yep. who is not my God, yep. is telling me I have to do something. That's being a little... How has that worked for yeah, you? Not not well. 
Okay. So, so what I'm saying as a female, as a female, and it might be that men feel this, some men feel this way too, but as a female, it is not appropriate for you to demand an apology from me. You are not my Holy Spirit. As a man, it is not appropriate for me to de- to demand a whole, uh, an apology from you. But one thing, the Holy Spirit is the only one who can tell someone to apologize. So for you to demand it, then, then therefore makes you trying to be the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So the question then is, is a delayed apology, is it delayed because that it is taking you that long to be convicted? No. Oh, okay. No, I usually come back and apologize when I've done yeah. something really, really serious. Yeah. If I if it's just a fight, I'm not going <laughs> to apologize to you for calling you a jerk. Right. That's not a pro. I, I mean, I probably should, and I probably would if you didn't demand it right away. Well, and probably because I was being a jerk. Yeah, yeah. but I would so. probably not call you a jerk if you didn't literally demand apologies from me the minute it happens. Yeah. But yeah. So as you can see, we still we have still growth. struggle. Yes, we still have growth. Okay, so talk about some of the other ministries who <laughs> we've talked about. Um, Doctor Egrich. We've talked about Jimmy Evans. We've talked about Dave and Ashley with the Naked Marriage. So who are some other ones who have communication principles they might could look into? Um, I mean, wow, th- those are some of those are some of the best. Um, we, we've no, I like Joe McGee's stuff. Yeah, but that's because he's funny and I like to laugh. Yeah, Joe McGee is great. Uh, we'll, we'll marriage link, builders is yeah, his. We'll, we'll link we'll link some stuff of his. Um, uh, we've mentioned Emerson Egerich, um Also, Jimmy Evans um, is great. David Ashley Willis, who you've talked about, um, you know, really. Craig, Finding your love language is a big deal too. Yeah, Craig Groeschel from yep. Life Church is really good. Yep. Um, uh, your the five love languages is written by Dr. Gary Chapman. Mm-hmm. Um, any of those, any of those are, are great. Um, one thing too, uh, there's there's also great great movies that are out there that yep. kind of speak to. Don't this. you talk about that? Don't you don't you get ahead of me? Look at your notes. Oh, people, my, mine's mm-hmm. highlighted. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. Look, nope. Mm-mm. Underneath that. Yeah, that is not highlighted. That's however, mine. However, mine's, no. mine's highlighted in pink, not blue. That's part of my next question. I just teed it up okay. for you. That's Anyways, what's called a, I set you up, so baby. So I have um, one of the things that um, very early on when we were married, um, Fireproof, the movie came out. And we tried to do the whole Fireproof um, journal thing. It's and a 40-day love challenge. Yes, yeah. the 40-day love challenge. And on day one, it says, talk no negative talk about your spouse. And one of the big scenes in the movie that ta- that spoke to me so much was um, Kirk Cameron, who I absolutely love. He is like second on my hottie list from being a teenager. Um, when I was a teenager, when I was a teenager, before I met my husband, um, he doesn't like me to have a hottie list now. So no, it's okay. There's it's, only two of them. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> Anyways. So, um, in the movie, he is speaking no negativity about his spouse, right? So he's going the whole day long. He's not speaking about his spouse at all. And then she gets home and he's like, trying his hardest not to speak negatively about her or to her or anything like that. That's probably one of the hardest things when you are on this crazy cycle we were talking about not to do like, and when you get with your girlfriends and boyfriends or guy friends, what do y'all call your friends? Uh, bros. Okay. When you get with your dudes. girlfriends or your dudes, 
I don't I don't know. We call ours girlfriends. Okay. So when you get yeah, with I'm your girlfriend, call them my yeah, boyfriends. Yeah, nowadays that's probably not the right way to say it. No. Um, so when you get with your friends, let's put it that way. When you get with your friends or your accountability, try not to talk about your spouse. Try not to or disparage your spouse, I should say. Talk about your spouse. Talk about what you're going through. Talk about what you're ta- what you're doing at home. Not in the bedroom, but at home, your fights and that kind of thing. And talk to someone who is already at at the stage that you want to be. So find somebody there with that. Um, in Dr. Egrich's Love and Respect that we've been referencing so much, he talks about, and this is one of the bit, this was my big takeaway. The love and respect portion was not my big takeaway. My big takeaway was the pink, blue, and purple. So women hear and talk, women hear with pink earbuds and talk through a pink microphone. Men hear with blue earphones and talk through a blue microphone. When you are communicating the way you are supposed to communicate, when you are communicating in sync, you are talking and hearing, you're hearing through purple earphones and you're talking through a purple microphone. Right, because you're in sync. So pink and purple make blue, so that's how you remember it. Yep, yeah, and purple's your favorite color. Purple is one of my favorite colors, yes. Yep, yep. So so I, I we encourage Does you... Does it always work, though? No, but we're getting there. You were talking through a blue... You were talking through a purple megaphone earlier. I was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I have um, a megaphone for an event, and he was talking through it, and it was purple. But there are tons of, of resources out there. I encourage you... Um, to they're all good. I mean, seriously, we, we will link all of them in the show notes um, to this episode, because here's the thing that we learned a long time ago. Um, you know, if you think you've got it all figured out in your marriage and you, there's no you're room lying. for growth. Yeah. First off, you're, you're lying. lying and you haven't been taken home by God for some reason. Secondly, your marriage is probably in shambles, you know, so yeah, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Be honest and open and find someone to be honest and open with. Yeah. And find another couple, find another couple that you guys can, that, that you can, um, you know, be mentored by, um, what was, uh, they taught you need to in- go up, you need to go yes, out and you. you need to go down and yep. we think alike. Yep. So in our leadership classes that we have taken in the past, it's called, um, called to lead, um, called to lead talks about, you need to have an upline, not like a multi-level marketing upline, but sort of. So you need to have someone above you who pulls you up, who you can go to for accountability, who are you that you can go to for mentoring. I'm sorry. Your upline is for mentoring. It's somebody who is above you, who loves you and respects you and wants you to succeed. And it's somebody who you can bounce ideas off of. You need a sideways line. This is your accountability line. This is people that are going through the same kind of thing. So if you've been through infidelity or if you've been through this crazy cycle that we were talking about, find somebody else that's going through the same thing and be accountability partners. There's accountability software for men and women on their phones and their computers that you can use for that kind of stuff. Um, You can, but, but make sure that it is the same sex. So women, you need to have an accountability partner that is a woman and men, you need to have an accountability partner that is a man. You can use your spouse on some of these apps as well. And they can, they can see it, but you also need another same sex partner. So well, and the ones, the ones that that didn't come out right. Well, I was going to say the, the one that you're referring to is primarily designed for like porn yeah for infidelity and stuff yeah yeah for getting on websites you're not supposed to be on yeah Yeah. right 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 yeah so like 
I'm not talking like just that app, but I'm talking about like if you are in this communication crazy cycle and you have a friend who's doing the same thing, if the two of you are communicating, make sure that women are talking to women and men are talking to men. Now you can talk to your spouse, obviously, but don't talk outside of your sex to your sideways people. Those should be the same sex as you. And then down, you should always be pulling another couple up with you. Yep. Yep. And I know someone's what, mentor. Yeah. I know what, what, what some couples that listen to this are going to say, cause we've got couples that listen to this that are engaged currently or haven't been married very long, maybe a year or so. And they're thinking, they're in love. well, it's not just that, but they may be thinking, man, it's like, you know, we don't, we don't have anything to offer, you know, anybody else. Yes, we're, you do. Cause somebody is always behind you. Yeah. We're all, you know, we're so new at this, but no, absolutely. You have, you have things to offer. So, yep. You know, you've been through stuff that, you know, that, that you can help somebody else with. So I encourage mm-hmm. you, yes, uh, speak into other, other couples' lives. Uh, it, it's, it's very, very helpful. Very helpful. Yeah. You, you want to be pulled up from a mentor. You mm-hmm. need to be a mentor to someone else. And I always thought, oh, who could I ever mentor? I'm such a baby Christian. But um, even the person drinking the milk needs to have someone that is helping them along. So. Yep, Absolutely. Find someone either in a small group with you that you can take the mask off and say me too and be accountability with them. Um, be your ask a a favorite um, spiritual person above you to be your mentor. I have two of them currently and then ask and actually at some point my one of my mentors became my accountability because we kind of ended up on the same level. Yep. And she became my accountability and then always have someone that you are teaching behind you. And it. so when I say that and he said, you know, some people say, well, what do we have to offer? Well, if you're engaged, find someone who's dating. If you're dating, find someone who's single. If you're married, if you are newlyweds, find someone who just got engaged. If you are married for five years, find somebody who's a newlywed. We are constantly with um, couples who have been married less than us. I don't think we have any couples that are the same. Uh, I mean, there are a few, but they're more mentor couples than they are our accountability ones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just the the phase and stage in life that we we are in right now. But we're always trying to seek those people out. Yeah. Yeah. So um, before we uh, get to our prayer um, again, we kind of touched on this uh, a little bit earlier in the in the this episode. Um, I, you know, I, I'm just going to say it. I'm begging. <laughs> I'm, are we begging I'm now? Begging. What are we begging I'm for? I'm to the point of begging. No, uh, seriously, we we need to hear from you guys because you know, to be just completely honest with you, you know, it's just Charity and I sitting in this room, and we know, and we that, like each other, but not that much. Yeah, and we know that when we upload this, you know, we have people <laughs> that listen, and 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 you know, a lot of people are listening to this as they're you know on their way to work or whatever. So so we get it. You know, the whole reason that podcasts are popular is because. You know, you can kind of put it on and just kind of do other things. But we would love it if you guys would interact in some capacity with us just so we know, you know, hey, what do you guys think? You know, what Mm -hmm. do you guys think about this episode? So there's all kinds of ways to do that. Probably the easiest way and one way that really does kind of benefit not us, but benefits the podcast overall and allows us to. Uh, rate higher in the algorithm and have more eyes see the podcast is just simply leave us a review. 
Um, that, again, that's not so we feel special, but that's so that the algorithm uh, is is shown to more people um, and the podcast is shown to more people across the board on, on any platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. Uh, jump on there and just leave us a review. If you think it sucks, say, hey, that sucked. If you think it's awesome, you know, leave us a five-star review. Um, another way you can interact with us, and we love this, and so far, I think... Hey, in, I'd like for them to leave a five-star review and then say it sucked. There you go. Because if you're actually listen, listening to us and getting something from it, then please leave five stars. Yes. But if it sucks because the topic was something you didn't enjoy right. or because you don't like our, you don't like the views that we have on marriage mm-hmm. or whatever, then you can say that sucked. I didn't like that particular episode, but yeah. please don't leave us a one star review. Yeah. And also your, inter- <laughs> your interaction helps minister to us because again, as is evidenced in this episode, we don't have it all together. So you might, you know, have something that you're feeling that God's spoken to you that could minister to us. So, right, exactly. So don't be stingy with, with, with what God's telling you. Tell us your Holy Spirit, because apparently we like to tell ours. Yeah. The other way to interact with us is right there <laughs> on our website. Uh, you will see a tab that's called Voice. Oh, do you hear it, ladies? Yeah. Do you hear it? What? Do it again. Say that whole thing again. Another way to interact with us. Another way to interact with us is through... Nope, a- you changed it back. My husband has what I call his radio voice, and he was doing it for a minute, and then he went back to his normal voice. Were you turned on? <gasps> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go. go. All right. Uh, no, what I was going to say. <laughs> now I'm now I'm blushing. Now he's blushing. He's turning bright red, and he's giggling. So on purposely, I'm <laughs> I'm not going to. What I was trying to say was... Oh, that's not even funny. That's my voice. Yeah. Uh, So we have this feature. (laughs) You've got me flustered now. We have this feature on our website. Hey, take a deep breath. (sighs) Okay, we have this feature. go back into your voice. We have this feature. There you go. On our website Mm -hmm. called Voicemail. Mm -hmm. It's a tab at the top. Mm -hmm. And on that tab... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) On that tab... it's simple. You can you can uh, you can click it and uh, I, I wait a minute. You know it's been a while. I need to actually go look at this before. This is so this while is he's a, doing this. This is a part I should um, probably edit out. We will we will obviously attach all of the ministries that we talked about today because that's only fair and right since we did talk about them on our podcast. Yes. Um, but while we're talking about Dr. Egrich's principles so um, oh, heavily, okay. sorry, go we're ahead. gonna. Make sure you know he has a YouTube, he has small group um, curriculum, he has a podcast, he has his book is on Audible. If you read, if you are like me and you listen to books in the car, I have read almost 100 books this year, by the way, just listening in the car back and forth to work and to Disney. Awesome. Um, You can read his actual physical book. He has journals, all of that stuff. We will link them in our um, are we linking them in our blog or how do you link those? Cause that's up to you. That's your job. So show notes when I, when I actually upload the, this, this episode, mm-hmm. I can put it in the show notes. So whatever okay, it'll be in show notes, Yeah, whatever, well, it might be both, but whatever platform that you, li- <laughs> that you, that you listen in, if you'll scroll down to the bottom after the description of the, what the podcast is about, there's links, there's clickable links. Here's how you do the voicemail. So again, it's a tab at the top of our website called voicemail. Um, most people I would say are probably listening to our podcast on their cell phone. So there's a button right there on the voicemail tab that says start recording. And when you press start recording, 
It's going to use the microphone on your cell phone and you can leave a message. If you're on your desktop, if you're watching this on your laptop, same thing. Hit start recording. It's going to use whatever microphones on your computer and you can leave up to, I believe it's a 90 second message. You can just tell us how much you love us. That would help us too. That would make us feel really good. This is about love and respect and communication. Just communicate with us. But that's a great way to interact. (laughs) And I have to give the disclaimer, you know, that if you do leave a voicemail, there's probably a greater than 95% chance we're going to play it back on a future episode not necessarily because we may not talk about communication again and it may be all about communication and if you choose not for us to leave it to use it again just say at the end of the voicemail please do not use it and we'll be fine with that and then there's probably a 90 percent chance i won't use it yes so um oh we're gonna pray um (laughs) Father, Daddy, thank you so much for your love and your respect that you give us on a daily basis. Father, thank you that you have taught us how to not just laugh at ourselves, but be able to communicate with each other on a more um, spiritual level between the two of us and between um, our spouses, Father. Father, we thank you that you are right now healing lives and touching marriages, Father, all throughout the world. Father, I thank you that the people under the sound of our voices, Father God, got something out of this. Whether it was a small nugget that they're going to research and continue to grow and better themselves and better their marriage, Father, or whether we touch them profoundly in order to have them reach back and touch someone else. Father, I thank you that within those people, Father, that a movement of love and respect and marriage and communication and desire to do better is going to start, Father. Father, I praise you and honor you for all that you are and all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Keep listening this season as we discuss all the topics of marriage. Know that we are praying for you. Jesus loves you. We love you. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Continue joining us as we explore living in freedom every day. Thank you for joining us for the Living in Freedom Everyday podcast. We would love to hear from you. Let us know how we can pray for you. You can contact us directly from our website, lifeministriesswfl.com. That's lifeministriesswfl.com. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Find all of our social media links on our website. If you'd like to partner with Life Ministries and support us financially to assure that we can continue to spread the gospel via our podcast, books, and speaking engagements, simply click on the Donate button on the main page of our website, lifeministrieswfl.com. God bless you for your generosity. Now, until we join you again, remember that we're praying for you as together we learn to live in freedom every day.